was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the best. It was the best. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the best. You stupid monkey. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the best. What's up, Larson Timers? Uh, we're, we're back. We're doing an episode. Uh, this is the uh, the first one being recorded in quarantine. My guest today is my friend and comedian, Benjamin Hoffman. What's happening, Benjamin? What's up, dude? You just asked me to give you eight seconds, which is how long it takes you to come. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's, uh, the more you come, the, the faster you come, the, the more sex you can have, you know? Refractory period, it'll happen sooner. Is how it works, right? You learn something new every time you do the Blurst of Times podcast. <laughs> yeah, uh, man. So yeah, this is only the second remote one I did. Uh, the last time I recorded one remotely was my friend uh, Brad, who lives in Japan. Uh, so this uh, I've done it before, but it's also good that it's not five in the morning when I'm recording it because uh, uh, we're in the same time zone, so that's good. Yeah, time doesn't really mean a whole lot anymore. <laughs> no, not anymore at all. I guess you're still, like, working. Yeah, yeah, I'm still working. It's still weird, though, because, like, I don't know, like, today, I kept thinking today was Monday, but it's Sunday. It's been, so it's, it's still kind of throwing me off, even though, uh, oh, hey, Fred. Yeah, I tried to close the door to keep them from coming in here, but then they just pawed the door, and then it's very loud, so... Just got to let them into the uh, abyss of this room with a bunch of shit in it. But uh, Benjamin, yeah, Benjamin. Uh, you're behind you. What's I, that? Oh, the skeleton? All I can see on the screen is... <laughs> oh, yeah, that's like, right. Future you, which is just like death. Yeah. <laughs> it's just me without uh, a, a shirt on, pretty much. Uh, yeah, Dave Ross took a picture of it when, uh, when he did the last episode. Um, yeah, so you, I mean, you're, you're a comedian, uh, if that is even a thing anymore. Uh, you also, uh, you have a podcast with my wife and uh, Michael Guadiano, No Pause, No Casters. It's a good leftist-ish uh, uh, podcast where you guys have good guests on. And it's probably the only podcast I listen to every single episode of. So yeah. it's, uh, it's the only good podcast besides this one. <laughs> this one's okay. Uh, I'm, I'm slowly figuring out how to be a host on this. Uh, sometimes it's great. I have somebody who just does all of the talking and then I just have to be like, Haha, yeah, agree. <laughs> it's nice. Um, but yeah, so that's, uh, that's you. you're also, uh, you're a DSA guy. You do a lot of organizing and stuff like that, uh, which I think in these times is probably more important than ever before. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like I lost my job. And I haven't, like, the last time I left the house was, like, when I was at your house. Oh, yeah, that's right. Two weeks ago. Yeah. I mean, I've, like, gone for, like, walks on, like, runs and shit like that. Uh, but, like, I haven't even been to a store or anything. So, Damn. like, really the only thing that I ever have to do is, like, DSA shit. And I don't really have to do it, but it's the only thing that's, like, marking time for me. Right, yeah. Yeah, like having some sort of a routine right now is helpful. Like I'm still like, I'll get up in the morning and like get dressed uh, just to go sit on my couch and work because it's like I got to feel 
like something. And then like I open up the blinds in the living room so I can let some sunlight in. So that way I'm not like in this little fucking cave of a house. I, I, I put on jeans before <laughs> we started recording. I was like, I feel like the riffs will be better if I'm dressed. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh like, man. You can't wear shorts to a podcast, man. That's, that's <laughs> Yeah, I won't book you on my podcast if you're wearing shorts. It's uh, it's still stand up rules. Oh, man, it's dude. It's funny. How do you feel about not doing comedy regularly for the last couple of weeks? Uh, it sucks. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, like you ran a show also and a good show that like had a good audience, good right. stage time for comics. Like you had a sponsor. Like you were one of the few shows that was like doing. You know solidly uh and now <laughs> it's and like, all uh i was just talking to christy buckley do you know her in denver she, yeah, yeah yeah i've never met her but i know who she is it's funny as shit uh i just did her podcast and we were talking about it how like we were both on like hot streaks yeah before the shit started like i was like you know like i feel like shitty about comedy a lot uh as mm -hmm. like people should i think yeah that's the only way to feel about it i was like i was having a stretch where i was like writing new shit like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like dude it, i was exactly was the same thing age. yeah yeah like the month right before like everything shutting down like i was writing a bunch of new stuff and actually enjoying it it was hitting like even the first time at a mic like i would be getting laughs on it and like i was really writing and like putting a lot of work in then got to open for dave ross the first like ticketed show i got to like open up for somebody on yes. uh well actually second but the first one that like really mattered to me uh and uh and i was like oh hell yeah dude this is fucking great and then like Nothing. And then, like, yeah, we're about to have yesterday would have been the fifth anniversary show for the ripoff show. Like, we had an all big thing planned. Sam Talent was going to be on it. And, uh, and so it's just kind of like a fucking bummer that, like, everything was like feeling really good and solid comedy wise. And then it's just dead. Yeah, man. And uh, who knows? If it I mean, yeah, it might not ever. The, like, I've heard comics talking about that and like, that's true. Like it might not come back or whatever, but like if we, if we are going into a world where there's no more stand up, that also mm -hmm. means so many other things. That basically means right. the same again. Cause if there's no more stand up, yeah. it means like, I don't know, maybe no more sit down restaurants, no more movie theater, mm -hmm. no more sports. Like yeah. sports is a big part of like American culture. Like, and movies and TV shows, like, how are you going to film that stuff? Like, if you can't have, you know, hundreds of people in the same place at the same time, like, obviously interacting, touching, speaking near each other, like, yeah, cartoon I mean, every cartoonists got to be like, it's our time. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I mean, it kind of is because I mean, a lot of them record voiceovers remotely anyway, like they can do that these days. And like, you know, everything's computer animated these days. So you, you don't have to be in a fucking studio for that shit anymore. So yeah, I think, I guess everything would probably just be fucking animated. I don't know. They might start taking like clips from old movies and mashing them up. And I mean, we have all the fucking deep fake stuff. I guess you could just like redo, you could do that. Just have people record the new like audio, the dialogue and stuff. And then deep fake the actual video. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's dystopian, but like, yeah, 
movies. So like, I don't know. I obviously like, I want to keep doing stand up. It's like yeah. the only thing I've ever really done. Uh, like basically at all with my life. Like since I've been an adult, I've been doing stand up. Yeah. Uh, but like, if it's not coming back, then that means like, we're going to have to adjust to a completely different world. And like, that'll yeah. like, be like a concern just because everything's so fucked, but like, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I really I like, for like people at our level, it's like, okay, we can try to like transition to like video content, stuff like that. Like, cause it's not like comedy was like a huge portion of our income. Like, I mean, you know, running shows and producing shows, like, you know, we would make, you know, money from those shows. And like, you know, that was, you know, uh, not inconsequential money, but like, you know, people like headliners and stuff like that, or like people who are like middle tier headliners, like they're not going to like, if clubs do start reopening and stuff, they're not going to have like your middle tier people headlining. They're going to have to pull in the big guns to like recoup the lost income over the last few years. So they're only going to get like, you know, your fucking, I don't know, Chris rocks and Adam Sandler's and shit like that to just like Amy Schumer and all that, just like the big names to like, have a shitload of people buying tickets right away because I don't know. Yeah, I kind of wonder. I feel like a lot of people are going to be like really starved for connection and like yeah, try and like go as hard as they can like right away. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I'm really curious. Donnie Casino wants fucking like packed churches on Easter. So. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> President deals, <laughs> man this fight it's it's like i wanna i wanna laugh because first of all like you know i need that but also like it's so depressing like and infuriating like seeing how he's just reacting to this shit like today you saw how he like tweeted about how like ratings have gone up on the cable news networks because he started doing the daily press conferences again like that was it he's just tweeting about his fucking ratings like it's goddamn you know uh, uh what was that fucking apprentice or whatever that he like he doesn't give a shit it's just about him and his numbers yeah i mean like respect to be able to just <laughs> yeah you know fully self-centered and like delusional like no no this is good it's good for right me. yeah Everything i mean hell, look at what we're doing right now we're recording a podcast this is purely for like our own enjoyment really you know it's not like we're going to solve any, uh, anything at all, but it's like, we got to do something, keep creating content, putting stuff out. So like, I get it, but like, I'm not in charge of anything. It's always been the, I mean, I haven't done a live fucking online show yet. I probably, I would if someone asked, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not like looking for that. I'm not asking to do it, but like, if it happened, like, sure, fine, whatever. Yeah, like, part of it is, like, being able to, like, read people's body language in the audience. Right. Like that. And, like, you're just creating, like, more than anything, you're just creating a vibe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I love exactly. comics who, like, have, like, you know, great jokes or, like, a unique perspective or can, like, do something, like, you know, even, like, people who can do, like, really great impressions and shit like that. Like, there's so much valuable stuff on stage, but, like, more than anything, it's just creating a vibe in a room. Right. That, then it's not it's a different art form and like even interacting with like 
random shit that happens in the moment. Like, I don't know, somebody like fucking, you know, their cell phone rings or some shit like that, like, you know, which is annoying and sucks, but like sometimes you can play around with that or or somebody has like a, a weird reaction to a joke that you weren't expecting. Like that's a thing that you can feed off of and maybe play with, but like that doesn't exist when like, you just have like, I don't know, Instagram live like comments below and you can't, I don't know, it's just doesn't yeah. seem the uh, same. A friend of mine who maybe you've met, I don't want to put them specifically on but they were doing uh, like a fucking live stand-up quarantine show thing last night. And apparently there was like a heckler. (laughs) (laughs) Like they couldn't figure out how to like mute that person's mic and they didn't know who it was coming from. And then they were like screen sharing, like fucked up everyone. (laughs) Yeah. all right that's kind of funny that's kind of like it's kind of shitty but like it's so shitty I mean, but it's like it's kind of refreshing that it's like oh yeah you know in this moment when we all have to like come together to get through like one of the most challenging things like humanity could possibly deal with there's still people who are just completely like useless <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> yeah yeah, like we've been talking about doing a uh, ripoff show remotely and like doing it, like not live streaming it, but like recording it live. And then I'm going to go through and like edit it and make it feel like an actual like TV show. Because I mean, that's basically how that show ran anyway. It was like a live TV show in a way. Mm-hmm. But like, I feel like since it's not just pure stand up that it is like a game show, that it could work a little bit better as like an online thing to watch. Because it's I mean, not it, like it's like it's formatted a certain way, and like you know, a lot of like work goes into it ahead of time, right? Anyway, and with like three contestants and me as the host, there's four people, so we're all kind of audience, but also performing at the same time. So like, I feel like you know, you'll get some like real time feedback on your responses and stuff. So I think it could well, work, that, but that like element of like chaos, <laughs> like every yeah. time I've done it. Like, I, that's, like, my favorite fucking show to do. And one of the reasons is because you're, like, on stage with another comic and you can just, like, elbow them and, like, say something yeah. that's going to change the whole thing that no one else hears. And it's, like, there's, yeah. there's a lot of, like, shit you can't control that makes mm-hmm. that show really good. Well, especially because, like, me, I'm, like, so fucking, you know, neurotic about shit and I need it to go perfectly and, like... For a while, I was like, no, I need to just cut loose. But, like, I think some of the fun is me, like, freaking out that, like, you know, a buzzer doesn't work. Or someone, like, took the round, like, the prompt, like, completely opposite of what I expected. And they just, like, almost intentionally ruin it. And, like, sometimes that would, like, drive me insane. But, like, the audience fucking loves that. And, like, that's the important thing with a show. It's, like, you want the audience, like, me... And then me kind of freaking out and being like, ah, I don't know how to handle that. Like that is just like another added layer. And yeah, you're, just a really, being... <laughs> you're a really easy person to upset. <laughs> oh, it's extremely easy. <laughs> Dude, I can't believe Mary Devin and I have not like, like we had one tiny, like brief, like argument the other day. And I was editing this podcast, uh, the last episode the other day. And like, I had my headphones on. And then like, I was like, oh wait, I forgot I gotta go add this thing in. 
And then I already said I was already done. And then like she was talking to me, but I had my headphones on and I didn't hear her. And then I was like, I'm still, I'm still editing. She's like, well, I thought you said you're finished. And then we're, I was like, I'm not, I was, but I'm not anymore. I have another thing I need to do. And then like five seconds later, we we're just like, yeah, okay, we're fine. Like we just need that one little like stupid argument. Cause like, you know, we've been in the house together for, you know, almost three weeks now. So. Yeah, don't worry. She's been texting me a bunch of other shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a lot of little tiny small shit that just keeps happening, but no big major blow up. So that's good yet. You know? Yeah, no, man. If you were already in a bad place in your relationship before. Oh, dude. Uh, yeah, I couldn't imagine people that were like, I don't know, maybe, I don't know if this is going to work out and then be like, fuck, now we have to live together for the foreseeable future. Like, man. Right. Like the day before being like, so I fucked your brother. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm moving out so, tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> oopsie. God, I, yeah, I, man. Or even just like people with like shitty roommates and stuff like that. Like at least like Chris is cool. Uh, so you're, you know, I imagine yeah. he's cool to live with. No, he's fucking, he's a, he's a dream to live with, man. Yeah. Like I got Luke next door too. Like I'm yeah. definitely lucky that i have you know cool people and like yeah also that in like new orleans we're not it's not new york like we can kind of go outside and keep away from people because right right like you know yeah i've got a backyard so like i'll go sit outside after i finish working and like no excuse me and just go sit out there have a beer or two just like to be outside and it's nice i wish like people come hang out like i've been doing like lighting a fire pit at night because it's like low 70s at night and a little breezy so it's like oh i'll do a little fire pit and hang out but it's like just me this is weird you know yeah dude it would be awesome if we had tests so we could just know who could hang out right yeah <laughs> i know i saw a fucking graph today it was like a uh, comparing Iceland and uh, I think it was Norway, maybe, um, or the Netherlands. I don't know. But uh, like Iceland was like only doing like what we're doing in the US and only testing people with symptoms. And like Netherlands or whatever was testing everybody, or I might have it flip flop, but either way, one was doing only people with symptoms and the other one was doing everyone that possibly could. And like their graph is like, almost flat because they've been testing everyone so like as soon as they find out oh you have it like they quarantine and they're out of there they're not going to the store spreading it and stuff like that but then like iceland or whatever it's like yeah well if you're testing people only when they have symptoms it's like well the damage is probably already fucking done so yeah it's crazy too because it's like you know the the nsa is like the one of the most ridiculous like spying systems anyone could yeah. possibly imagine and they have like so much information on like all of our movements and they could basically track like how this is spread who has it if they just knew who the fuck had it like right. fuck big tech spying on us like all the time like fuck the surveillance state and all that but like the one theoretical like good use it could have would be to like track something like this and yeah. could do it but we don't have tests that was there there's been talks i saw they did it uh somebody did like an animated graph uh it's like you know the beaches in florida are not closed by the state yet like certain counties have closed but like I, like i saw a picture yesterday it was like 
they had half the beach was completely empty because cops are standing right at the border of the county where like the county line runs through the beach and like there's a shitload of people in the county side of the beach that like hasn't closed yet and then there's the other side that's completely empty with like a literal border uh keeping people over there and uh so they were like somebody took like cell phone uh signal mapping and like you can see all these little like you know dots on a map and you can see all the people on the beach and then you can see individually those cell phone dots like where they travel to next and it's like man like it's fucked up that you can track people that way but like if you had any known case there like i mean it was all anonymous data you don't know who it is but like still it's like you can see like how easily you have a group of like 200 people on the beach and then you see how they spread to like a hundred different locations like you're kind of witnessing the virus spread in real time that way. Like, even though you don't know anybody has it, but like potentially that's how it could spread is like somebody just like, well, I'm going back to over here and I'm going to go to this store or whatever. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to fucking put my sandy ass Mm -hmm. hands on everything. And Mm -hmm. everybody using that same little shower to rinse off before they go back in their condo and shit, touching elevator buttons and all that. Like, Uh, it's, that's way more fucked up, but uh, it reminds me of a story of like, uh, like authorities like trying to stop something, and then people figuring out like a clear loophole and like just boldface violating it. Uh, same thing with that like, you know, border or whatever. But when I was living in Hawaii, this one time there was like an active lava flow, and. Uh, there was like this road that got like to where you could like hike over like you know calcified lava rock to like get to where the active like glow was and like see the glow and shit like that uh and there was like this line of cars <laughs> on this road and then like two cop cars trying to prevent like 60 people from going to like get near the lava because it's dangerous as fuck. And then their shift ended and they just drove away and they're like, <laughs> all of those people are just gonna go. And then we did. And then I, it was so hot that a tree died and I ripped the whole tree out of the ground and then set it on the ground like 30 yards in front of where the original Whoa. was and it instantly caught on fire. And then we were like, okay, this is actually really fucked up. We should get out of here. Whoa, holy shit. <laughs> God damn. That's insane. But also kind of badass, you know? No, it was tight. <laughs> like, we like melting. Yeah, God damn. That's fucking insane. Uh, yeah, those well, cops had to just be like, well, <laughs> I, I know they're going to do it. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Oh, man. It's kind of... All right. So the episode you chose, uh, to the classic episode you chose to talk about is uh, season uh, seven, episode eight, uh, Mother Simpson, which is a fucking classic, great episode. But what I love about it is, and we've been trying to record this episode for like six months now. Like we've been talking, I've been trying to get our schedules lined up. We live like 10 minutes from each other and have not been able to schedule it until now. Yeah, but it's very interesting because the episode, you know, it centers around Homer seeing his mom who he thought died when he was like 10 years old or whatever. Uh, 
But like the whole thing was that she like broke into the germ warfare germ warfare lab that Mr. Burns had at her college and like inoculated all the the, the diseases with antibiotics. And as I'm watching it, I was like, "Fuck, I forgot that's what she did and why she ran from the cops." But I was like, "Man, that is almost too perfect for what's happening right now." Like, there's like the smallpox disease and everything like that, and that she's like trying to keep Mr. Burns from using as biological warfare, which is kind of appropriate for right now. Right. I mean, and it's like years before 9-11 and they're like yeah. anthrax. Uh, one of the best, it's actually like, I, I love that episode, but it's, it's not that funny, especially for season seven. Yeah. Uh, but one, one of the best bits from it uh, is like when they're like destroying the germ lab like this gas goes off that's like killing all of it and you see mm-hmm. the little germs like running away and it says like anthrax uh like pneumonia or like whatever and then it's uh oh the rocket pneumonia and boogie boogie influenza <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was so good and i love like after that like chief wiggum is like campus security and he's like running away from the cloud of the antibiotics and he because he thinks it's like a poison or something like that and then he's able to start uh, breathing easier. It clears up his asthma. And he's like, oh, wait, this is actually fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what is it? Acne, still here, but asthma disappearing. <laughs> yeah. But he still so, sounds like total shit. He's like, oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Breathe. <laughs> <laughs> it's like whistling. Uh, so what was your original like reason for choosing this one? I mean, aside from just like enjoying and liking the episode, like, was there anything like, you know, there's a lot of like family uh, stuff in here. And, and uh, also there is like the, you know, activist uh, angle as well too, which I feel like probably appeals to you in some way. Yeah. It's definitely the, the like whole political uh, like, backstory of Mona Simpson um, is like loosely based on a few people but like mostly Bernadine Dorn um, who was like this she was like one of the leaders of the Weather Underground which was like this radical faction of SDS Students for a Democratic Society mm-hmm. 1960s who got like way more radicalized and started doing like intentional like property destruction and things that like definitely like mimicked violence after like Fred Hampton was murdered by the FBI and the Chicago police in 1968 (laughs) um so like yeah just the whole like I was and still am but especially like as a kid like really obsessed with like the radical 60s or whatever yeah yeah yeah. as a time like politically and like i don't know the cultural depiction of like drug use uh yeah as a kid definitely did not scare me away from it it made me (laughs) tight um so like this definitely like you know that that's why i picked it it just like falls perfectly in line with the shit i was into like fucking her like sexual awakening that leads her away from Abe Simpson is oh yeah. no nameth and his head. yeah <laughs> I love that that scene where like Abe Simpson is like uh, he gets mad oh who whose hair is it that he's mad about he's got the like the long 
hippie hair. Uh, oh yeah, Joe yeah. Namath. Yeah, and then and then uh, who has the like the crew cut like military like, cut? Unitas. That's a good. Yeah. Yeah, that you could set your watch to that haircut or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Also, I love that they cut to that scene of Abe Simpson uh, like lounging in his lazy boy watching the Super Bowl in a you know sleeveless A shirt with uh, with a duff beer, and she like is doing the voiceover about like oh he was still in his button up Madison Avenue world, and I just had a cut free, and he's just like sitting in the chair getting drunk watching football. <laughs> it's like a moldy, disgusting ass chair in yeah. like a completely barren house. Yeah, <laughs> There's another good line in there where he's like, "I'm watching the Super Bowl. This is a you know, if people don't support this. It might not ever happen again, or something like that." Yeah. Well, now too many people supported it, and they can't have yeah. it again because of coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, open air stadiums. Those are fine. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. just cough up. The, the episode was great uh, when she when they finally like after she like dips away from mm-hmm. the cops and she's all shady and like Marge was already really suspicious and yeah or, like uh, like Bart and Lisa and they like they're like yo where the fuck have you been and like yeah. what have all these like fake IDs and you're like dipping from the cops and shit uh, she's on the couch reading Steal This Book by Abby Hoffman who was like definitely a, a early political hero of mine sort of a like far leftist anarchist. and your mom uh, <laughs> yeah well it was a dude but uh, uh, okay <laughs> well hey man you know what <laughs> oh shit you still there see this is what happens when you talk about my mom is the fucking episode fucks up you know what it is mary Devin's is using the microwave i think it might actually Actually, be interfering with the Wi-Fi. <laughs> it's germ warfare, man. Yeah, dude. Uh, there you yes. Are. Yeah. Hey, you're back. Moving. I um is absolutely the shit. Everyone should check out uh, "Steal This Book" and "Revolution for the Hell of It" uh, if they're listening. That wait. That's probably why System of Down probably put out that album called "Steal This Album." Now that I think about it. Yeah, I think um, the Coop, like Boots Riley, also had a an album called "Steal This Album." Okay. Yeah, the that would make sense. who directed fuck. What's the name of the guy? Name movie. Um, uh, the, the, uh, the, the thank you. Um, uh, God, the it's so good i love that i want to keep saying thank you should leave but that's not it uh it's uh oh my god why can't i thank uh thank you oh my god it's why meredith and i were just talking about this sorry to bother last night sorry to bother you there it is jesus christ amazing movie that i yeah remember the name of (laughs) yeah but uh like her whole story arc and like having having Burns as like someone who's <laughs> profiting on like germ warfare. Oh yeah, so perfect. And then like Wiggum, fucking <laughs> yeah. And then like him because like because of the antibiotics, like uh, curing him of his asthma when he's in college, he like alerts her that like Burns is looking for her, like in present day, and that's how like she's able to like get out and like Wiggum on the phone is just like. He's like, uh, 
let's just say it's someone who uh, rose through the ranks of the Springfield Police Department to become the chief uh, Clancy Wiggum, <laughs> like just tells them who he is on the phone, who also, I mean, his voice is very obvious that it was him the whole time, but... Yeah, I had, that was like one of my least favorite parts of the episode because it's like you didn't have to do the like there is a good cop who <laughs> like right yeah yeah like, I mean every like him is not a good cop <laughs> white guy and you're like okay yeah you won for this movie to be made right yeah yeah I mean Brigham is a very incompetent though so he's kind of a good cop in that way in that he's not good at his job and. Uh, has not, to my memory, murdered anyone. So, oh, dude, I was actually, the bar is low, but that's a good cop. <laughs> uh, I just watched the Treehouse of Horror from uh, season seven too. Oh yeah, or maybe, yeah, I think it was seven that I watched. Um, but it's the one where all the like uh, billboard logos come to life and start. Like, oh yeah, yeah, like the the Bob's Big Boy or whatever, like yeah. the donut guy. Yeah, they have just a giant guy walking out of the Big and Tall store, and the cops just shoot him. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's a good joke. <laughs> yeah. and then they're like covering it up, like if- yeah, <laughs> that's so good. Oh, man, man. This show is so fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. Like this one, you were saying how like there's not a whole lot of like jokes in it. And like there's some good ones in there, but like oh, dude, the, this wait. is definitely one that's way more heart than humor, which I'm totally fine with. Cause I feel like that's what a lot of the episodes oh. really lost. If you is don't that, like cry and emotional. Yeah. If you don't fucking cry at the like final scene. Yes, dude. I straight up, when he's looking up at the stars sitting on the hood of the car. Dude, I teared up and was like, kind of like panting, crying. I was just like, God, it's so. Oh, that was the background on my phone for the long, the lock screen wallpaper for the longest time. Was him sitting oh, in dude. his car. My my Twitter background is uh, Mona reading steal this book. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, dude, uh, one more fucking great bit from Adele is <laughs> where they're. It's like Patty and Selma are like selling him out somehow or whatever to the cops at the oh. end oh yeah when they uh the cops come over to question him and they have like the coffee table and the coffee table is the oh, yeah. the headstone they that they bought for homer they have the guys from dragnet yes yeah uh, but yeah they they have the like tombstone and it's upside down oh yeah <laughs> wickham's like uh Tries to look see. out for a Eustace R. Dewo. <laughs> and then I love that the like. And then he's uh, like, oh, better check Greek Town first. <laughs> it's like, also give me give me one of those gyros. And uh, and then the dragnet dude is just like, uh, first of all, you're reading it upside down, and second of all, you're speaking into your wallet. <laughs> he's not even on a radio; <laughs> just talking into his wallet. <laughs> Man, yeah, there were some pretty good uh, dragnet, like the the interactions between those guys, uh, like the Joe Friday guy, like when he got like, like you're like uh, the other one, like question him, like I wonder, you know, I wonder what made her like turn into this, you know, talking about uh, Mona Simpson, excuse me, uh, you know, like becoming this like you know destructive activist, whatever. It's like I wonder what made her change, and then like Joe Friday, the Joe Friday character was just like. 
well, you know, maybe she thought the war and whatever was unjust and da da da, and like went on this like real serious rant, and the guy's like, "Oh man, you haven't been the same since your son, uh, you know, went to Vietnam." And he's like, "Yeah, it's a constant struggle or whatever." I can't remember the dialogue exactly, but it was just like I like that he was just like, I mean, I kind of get why she might have like become you know this radical because uh, maybe she thought this was a bad thing. Yeah, it was. It's one of those like perfect jokes where you just have like the wrong character say the right thing yes yeah yeah like it's always like well maybe she thought the complicit like everyone's being complicit in the unjust war in vietnam was so awful that uh, she had to stop it in any way she could and the ends justified the means yes yeah (laughs) (laughs) yes exactly yeah correct (laughs) officer (laughs) Oh, oh shit. I forgot another reason um, I picked this was like the weird connection I have. So uh, this, it aired in like 1995 or something like that, 96, whenever. The fuck uh, November 95. Yeah. So it aired in 95. Um, and this didn't happen until like 1999 or whatever, but I was watching this in syndication anyway like everything was like immediately in syndication yeah like they would i remember how like the local fox station like fox 29 they would play like a whole season in a row for syndication and then just start the next season yeah 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 Yeah, that happened here i think it was like our local wb station or something like that did that Mm -hmm. um so yeah this shit didn't happen until like 1999 but my sister was friends with she's older than me she was like friends with this girl and that girl's mom ended up being found out that she had been living under an alias since the 70s when she was like uh like a hippie left-wing like political like terrorist quote-unquote damn she like put a bomb under this cop car like with intent to kill because like holy shit it only it, the bomb would only go off once they started moving so it wasn't like they were just trying to blow up the car like they were trying yeah. to like pull some fucking yeah bomb. make sure yeah make sure it was in the car but she had just been like living a normal life like my sister kind of knew her her name was sarah jane olsen or like that's what she's known as like now and that's what she was like living by um, but yeah, in the in the seventies, she was part of the Simeonese Liberation Army, which they were the ones who like kidnapped Patty Hearst. Okay. Uh, yeah, like uh, William Randolph Hearst's fucking like daughter. Um, so like they were like fairly well known, but yeah, she had been on the on the fucking lamb for doing like terrorism against the pigs. Uh, and yeah that was like someone like that was like pretty close to my life and it was like this huge story in minnesota like i didn't know her but like yeah this the story was huge and it like felt really close to home uh but yeah she had like just transitioned into a normal life like being a mom in minnesota uh it like really put like a human face to you know like the anti-war right extremism that was going on like obviously like the symbiotes liberation army like they were like doing like 
things that one weren't like good organizing tactics to actually like get anything accomplished and two were just like like inhumane yeah but it still kind of made me like realize like oh shit people did this stuff for a reason they weren't just like total like wigged out hippies like they thought yeah something and they were the kind of people who like could potentially live normal lives damn man i don't know even tangentially uh anyone like that at least to my knowledge but like man i don't well, yeah also bernadine dorn uh i got i was on a flight with her and bill Ayers. uh they were both in like the weather underground and uh obama like worked with bill Ayers a little bit in chicago a long time ago um and caught a bunch of flag for it when he was running in 08 they were like Barack Obama is the weather underground. <laughs> of course, yeah, he's every organization. He has his fingers in every possible organization, even ones that are, you know, counter to each other. <laughs> yeah, but I was, like, at the airport, and I heard, like, over the, like, loudspeaker before we were, like, about to get on the plane, like, Bernadine Dorn, please come to the thing. Like, no fucking way is that <laughs> Right. And I went over and talked to her and I was like, hey, are you like the Bernadine Norn? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, you're one of my heroes. And <laughs> she was like, oh, well, if you think that's cool, this is Bill Ayers. <laughs> added up old dude is like, hello, I'm Bill Ayers. And then me and Izzy like talk to them on the plane because Bill Ayers is like a comic artist and so is Izzy. Yeah. And, yeah. It was him. That's fucking cool. <laughs> Man, I uh, I one time uh, at LAX I saw uh, M Night Shyamalan from a distance. That's, uh, <laughs> that's that's my celebrity airport sighting. I I have. It's not great. And the the twist is it was just an Indian guy, <laughs> and I'm just really racist. <laughs> hey, I love The Simpsons, you know. So what can I do? The twist was it was Hari Kondabolu. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that would have been funny. Oh boy, man, uh, I'm trying to think if there was anything more from this episode. I, I, you know, this is an episode like I remember a lot of like the beginning, a whole bunch. Like uh, definitely like Homer being like uh, when he goes to like the library, the Hall of Records or whatever, uh, to like get him uh, marked as alive and not dead because he faked his own death to get out of doing. Uh, community service for work <laughs> he spent six hundred dollars on a dummy to make it look like he died so that way he wouldn't have to do something uh and when he's trying to get his thing reversed and he's like talking to the guy i love that exchange with the guy because he's like uh he's like i don't want to your bureaucracy i just want you to change me to being alive and then the guy just like does it he's like okay you are marked as alive and he's like well i don't know what you have in that government computer i have a right to see it he's like yes you do and just turns the monitor to him and he looks at it and then like he sees that his mom is technically still alive and uh and he points to his mom's supposed grave out of the window it just happened the grave just happens to be outside of the hall of record but uh what i love about that uh whole uh like that's what I remember I remember the whole like him going to the tombstone seeing that it's Walt Whitman and him getting pissed at Walt Whitman <laughs> he's like <laughs> <"Please laughs> <of> us. <laughs> it's so good I love how mad he is and then he like falls into his own grave that was dug for him 
Uh, and he's like, why does my death keep coming back to haunt me? That's a great line too. Uh, but I remember all that, but I just, for some reason in my brain, I cannot remember why his mom was like running from the cops. So like, it was kind of fun to rewatch this episode because like, I was kind of almost watching it from the, you know, for the first time again, which is weird because I have watched the series from beginning to end probably two or three times in my adult life. Cause I, I have like the first 15 seasons on DVD and then like once I was able to start streaming, but like, it's so weird how like, I don't know, maybe it's just cause it's too much content. I just don't remember full episodes anymore. I don't know. Yeah, dude, I get that like rewatching stuff where I'm like, Oh yeah. And then like that thing where it's like, Oh, this is the same episode that this other thing happened. This right. Exactly. Yeah. This or one, like barely had a B plot. Yeah, no, it really didn't. Uh, I mean, there was at all. Um, I, I mean, guess I, there's like I really, if there's any B plot, it's like her sort of like connecting with like other people in the family, like the way that like she's smart and Lisa smart is smart. Yeah, I guess that, but it's still Mother Simpson. Like she's still the like lead in both of those plots. Yeah, so it's kind of like uh, and. The, Watching these old episodes, it's so funny, like hearing lines from that, that people use in everyday conversation and like wondering like, did this, like when, uh, like you said at the beginning of, uh, at the beginning of us recording or maybe before we started recording, but uh, a little from column A, a little from column B, which is from this episode when uh, the cops come in and uh, Abe Simpson is just ranting about, uh, what was he? Yeah, he's like, I forget what the fuck he's talking about, but they, yeah. uh, they're asking, like, so they're, like, barging into, you know, uh, the, like, Simpson home, trying to find, uh, you know, Mona, and he's trying to, like, stall the cops, and he's, like, going on in his, like, Abe way. Yeah, and just, like, talking about some weird shit. Are you trying to stall? And he just goes, <laughs> column A? A little from column A? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, like, I don't know if maybe that phrase existed before the Simpsons, but even if it did, I feel like that probably, like, popularized it. Which, like, I think a lot, like, I don't know. I don't, I'm, I'm no, no entomologist, but, uh, or etymologist? Which one is the insects? Which one is words? Jeffrey Gosha, you don't study bugs. You're not. A- <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Love bugs. Hey, man, I'm a programmer. I squash bugs on the daily. <laughs> I'm going to edit that out. I uh, need well, my uh, listeners to respect uh, me. Uh, yeah, if we're, if we're talking about uh, you studying bugs, it's probably because you've got a. <laughs> uh, you can't get canceled anymore. I know. There's nothing to get canceled from. <laughs> yeah, oh, you're not going to let me do your Instagram live stream? Good. <laughs> yeah, the coronavirus just canceled everyone. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's <Whatever>. fine. <laughs> Level playing field. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Anything more about this episode? Or do you want to talk about that new episode? Oh, yeah. Man, I forgot we even had to watch that. That shit sucks. Yeah, it was not good. Yeah, so the second episode we watched uh, was season 22, episode 3, uh, Money Bart, uh, which is a play on the Money Ball, uh, which is a book and a movie. Um, and, yeah, Lisa basically becomes, like, the coach and manager of Bart's Little League team. And it's, I don't know, like, 
there were a lot of lines where like I like laughed through my nose. I just kind of did that thing. Like I was like, okay, it was a chuckle, but there was only like you and I each had like one joke that made us like laugh out loud. And they were not the same joke either. Like <laughs> there was just not a whole lot in it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the, the one thing that like really, actually there was a couple, it was, uh, they had, so yeah, basically like Lisa is only trying to coach by like analytics and yeah. she understand the like spirit of baseball and the spontaneity and like the against all odds nature of it. And Bart does mm-hmm. like, like he ends up just being- Bart as a human being is against all odds succeeding. Like, right. Which is weird, too, to have an episode that centers around Bart just being really good at stuff. I was thinking about that because, like, they go back and forth between Bart being, like, uh, a like kind of a dork that, like, the bullies make fun of. And then, like, episodes like this where Bart is good friends with Nelson and they're, like, good at sports together. Like, there's no real actual, like... Um, I don't know, relationship, I guess. Yeah, his character doesn't make sense because you can just plug in anything to it and be like, well, as long as he says ass a couple times. Right. And it's like, that's not fucking Bart Simpson. Like, that's like an actual character, like one of the best in like television or even honestly, like modern storytelling fucking history. Like, it's, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's a reason it's a cultural touchstone. It's yes. because like, there's something real to that character. And then if you just make him be everything, then fuck it. It's not even a thing. Right. Like, that is the one thing, like, we kind of talked about when we were watching the episode uh, together, but, like, uh, together but apart, uh, was, like, like, Lisa has been largely consistent, like, in terms of, like, her points of view on stuff, but, like, when she, like, in the early episodes, like, she was still very, like, you know, smart and environmentally conscious and stuff like that, but she also still liked being, like, dumb and doing dumb stuff, and then, like... At some point, I I feel like it's probably the episode where uh, Lisa the Vegetarian when uh, with uh, Paul McCartney on it. I almost feel like that might have been like the turning point of making Lisa purely like an an agenda based uh, character versus like letting her also like, like, look, you, you know, you do uh, organizing and some activist stuff and like you're in the DSA and stuff like that, but also like you're fucking, you know, cool and chill and like you know do cool stuff and like you know like you can be both like right i feel like lisa the vegetarian is like different because in that one she's like she's still she's a mess in that episode like that's like lisa essentially losing her mind because she's like waking up to the understanding that like she's in some ways like more morally advanced than like the rest of the world and like doesn't know how Mm. to with other people based on it and she still like loves her dad and doesn't right. like, like ruin things but does and knows she fucked up and then he knows he fucked up and like there's like that's like what it is is like she, she used to like be sort of the moral compass of the show but she was i mean her and like you know i guess they all are like yeah there's so yeah much- Mar- marge to a greater degree than the other ones aside from lisa right but she's, you know, she's the, like, intellectual and, like, moral, mm-hmm. you know, compass for things. Um, but she's an idiot still. Like, she's right. still, like, 
just a total like jackass from like a dumb like family in a weird town yes yeah. that all like comes mm-hmm. through and then eventually they just have her be a scold just a complete mm-hmm. human scold. Mm-hmm. the fucking premise of this episode is taking a fun thing and making it boring yes yeah she like talks to the she talks to the nerds frank and the other nerds the nerds from uh homer goes to college his uh his nerdy roommates uh and like yeah they're like oh yeah we know about baseball and just give her a bunch of books about like stats and and probability and stuff and like yeah it's like yeah baseball can be like slow at times but like it's i don't know the the fun of it is like the unpredictability and stuff like you were saying like you know and like she kind of starts to figure that out at the end like when bart decides to like start stealing bases and like he steals second then he steals and like lisa's like please don't steal third don't steal third and then he steals third but and successfully and then he decides to steal home and like she's kind of like no don't do it and then she's like Oh, and then she like kind of sees that the crowd is like kind of going crazy because he's trying to steal home. And she's like, oh, this is the most exciting play in baseball. It's like, yeah, like it's fun. Yeah, you could figure this out with math and blah, blah, blah. But like, it's fun because it's like, oh my God, is he going to do it? And like, she kind of starts to get that and he doesn't succeed. But like, she I kind of starts to get the like, oh, maybe I should just loosen up and enjoy this. Dude, the, uh, the other laugh line of this, 22 minutes, one and a half, one chuckle, one laugh. This was the real laugh line I got, uh, was Bart's, like, trying to, like, steal home in defiance of the analytics and, like, right. logical play of Lisa's boring, scold bullshit. Uh, so he's, like, trying to steal home after, like, everything's getting really excited and the episode's about to end. And they just got to Homer in the stands and he goes, (laughs) that's my son. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's so good. It's, oh man. And I like that. Not even like, if you don't make this, you're not like, he doesn't have to spell it out. Just the, like, I don't consider you my son automatically by default. So this is the thing you have to do to win me as your father. Uh, And uh, my laugh line was, (laughs) forget what Lisa was saying. She was talking and she was like, you know, this is going to this and that's going to that. And then like uh, Ralph Wiggum was like, uh, are alligators going to alligate? And it was just such a stupid line. I laughed out loud. And like Ralph is like, they do a good job of keeping him the same kind of stupid throughout. I mean, in the early parts, he was just kind of just uncool. He wasn't so like absolutely dumb, uh, you know, like it's when he so gives Lisa the like Valentine to, to like cancel Ralph. Yeah, because <laughs> like, I mean, there's really no woke way to get around. Like, they're just making fun of disabled people. Yeah, he like eats paste and like does not like you know. Oh, gets distracted by you know butterflies and doesn't you know yeah and like i'm not even saying that it's bad because like i i do think like there's a humanity to his character and even when he is the butt of the joke it's really not mean-spirited against him yeah it's usually like oh ralph look at this guy he's doing something goofy you know yeah and you don't feel like he's like less than anyone right but like by cultural standards now you can't touch on the you can't say that like that 
goofy shit is funny. Yeah. But it is. I mean, he's, you know, he's uh, also, I mean, I don't know. They haven't, like, said anything to finish. I mean, as far as I know, there might be some newer, like, season 25 or some shit like that where they're like, oh, Ralph actually has, you know, this. And, like, you know, but I don't think that, I mean, they have an episode where Bart has ADHD, but, like, you know, which makes sense. <laughs> Wait, isn't is that the one? Is that another base? Is that the like Mark McGuire one? Which uh, doesn't he take? Isn't like the one where Mark McGuire shows up and like Major League Baseball has been spying on everyone, and he takes so much Adderall that he like figures out. Oh yeah, I think it. Is, I think that is the same episode. Yeah, <laughs> like so much Ritalin. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, that is exactly it. Yeah, and then, like, he does something and, like, oh, yeah, they think he's going to, like, shoot the school or blow up the school or something like that, and he ends up, like, shooting a satellite up in the atmosphere, and uh, it's, like, a Fox, uh, Fox like, sports Major League Baseball satellite drops down, and that's how they're, like, oh, shit, he was right. Yeah, like, do you want to know the truth, or do you want to see me slug some dingers? Like, dang. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's it. <laughs> oh, uh, man. Actually, the best thing from this episode was not even in the episode. It was like the cold open. Oh, yeah, yeah, the couch gag, yeah. Crazy. Dude. This dystopian, like, Chinese factory where they're, like, animating and producing the DVDs of The Simpsons. Yeah, like, for mass distribution. Yeah. Using a unicorn, like, an emaciated unicorn's horn to, like, punch the hole in the center of the DVD discs. And like, yeah, dude, it's very like capitalism very, is bad. <laughs> it's very like Banksy, but yes, you know what I mean. Like, actually, wait, I wanna, I almost wanna say, uh, let's see, Simpsons uh, season. I wanna say Banksy actually had something to do with this episode, with that opening. I could be wrong, but uh, let's see, intro. Dude, if I called that, I don't know. I think I think you are correct, actually. Like Let's see. But I also, it's such like obvious, like, whoa, do you ever think of other people? <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, approximately the first half minute of the opening sequence remains the same with a few oddities. The word Banksy is sprayed onto a number of walls and other public spaces. Uh, let's see. Did I, yeah, so the word Banksy appears in it a lot. Uh, so they were definitely going for that. Because um, they were doing a thing around this time where they were getting... Oh, yeah, yeah, it was actually Banksy. Banksy did actually uh, write it. That is... I swear <laughs> to God, I didn't know that. <laughs> I felt, as soon as you said I was like, wait a minute, I think that was true. Because this was right around the time where they were getting guest animators to do the couch gags. And uh, so let's see... Um, yeah, where Asian workers are saying, yeah, yeah, couch gag by Banksy, according to Wikipedia, you know, the uh, actual factual thing, but uh, yeah. Dude, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a prophet. <laughs> <laughs> Much like Banks, no, whatever. I mean, look, <laughs> hey, you're a long-haired Jewish guy and you're calling yourself a prophet. I think Christ has come back. Yeah, Christ is risen, or Abby Hoffman, who shares my namesake. And yeah. Also, wait. Oh, there was something I wanted to say. There was. 
I feel like there was a reference to another Hoffman in Mother Simpson uh, that I was going to make a joke about, but I can't remember what it was. Not Abby Hoffman? No, no, no. It was not that. Or maybe it was, and I just... I feel like they... The guy who invented acid, or like synthesized acid. Did they say something about that? I don't think that's... I don't know. No, I don't think so. I don't know. There was something I was like, oh, I'm going to have to remember to say that when we record the podcast. Uh, but I didn't. Or maybe I just had a weird dream where that happened. Who knows? Time, not real anymore. Yeah, no. Definitely not. <laughs> crazy that your house was the last place I was. Yeah, it is. Yeah, man, that is kind of crazy. Didn't we, like, go by your house and drop something off? Mary Devin like, did. Before, yeah, Mary Devin did. That's right. Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, it's so you have different memories and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> we have the same memories. <laughs> My brain. Oh man, dude, it's been. I don't know. It's been fucking weird. Like I can't tell like what I've already done and what I haven't done. It's it's super weird. Which, like I was saying at the beginning of this, like I was working from home slash unemployed for eighteen months until uh, a month ago. And so, like, I was very used to, like, being at home, not interacting with, like, I would go to the grocery store just to go, like, see a human being. Uh, but, like, I don't know, it's definitely, it's different now because, like, then I had the option to leave. And also, it was like, oh, I'm going to go to an open mic or go do a show tonight. But now it's like, all right, I'm here. I'm here forever. Like, I'll go to my backyard, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you say that, but you did have, like, a more social life than most people. Oh, absolutely. Most yeah. aren't doing fucking shows every single night. Yeah, I was in a bar, what, six nights a week at, you know, five to six, sometimes more. Mm-hmm. Sometimes multiple bars in the same night doing shows and mics and shit. Yeah. It's just weird during the day, though. But now it's now it's bad. Yeah, it's it's kind of been funny, like, because I've had to, like, do zoom or slack calls or work through slack or whatever uh for the longest time now and like now like a lot of my coworkers like have never worked remotely before and they're all like i don't know oh they're like don't understand how like zoom works and like you just have not and they're like i can't can i just call you because like i can't do this over text chat like i don't understand how to share my screen and i'm like i man, you guys are going to have to learn real fast because this is how we're going to work for probably like three or four months at the very minimum. <sighs> yeah, fuck, dude. I want to hang out with you, man. I know, me too. Like, I'm, man, I had to go over to Joe and Erica's house last Wednesday because they they were refinancing for their house. And this was like already uh, in the works before all this. Uh, and they needed witnesses. So me and Polk went over there as witnesses. And I was like, man, I can't be anywhere near you except to sign this piece of paper. I brought my own pen. I was like, I'm not fucking touching other people's pens. Uh, but like, so I signed this paperwork and then like, Joe was like, do you want to sit in the backyard like eight feet away from each other and have a beer so I can just like see people? I was like, yeah, we're already here. So we might as well. Uh, and man, it, it felt good uh, to like just see somebody. But I was like, I should go because we shouldn't just like we were in the backyard like out in the open and like pretty far apart from each other but it was like and eh, we shouldn't be here you know it's just like 
especially like Erica's pregnant too. Like shouldn't, you know, have people around like. I know, man, really fucking hard out to everyone who's about to bring a life into this. Dude. Yeah. I, um, this woman that like I've known since like high school, uh, she just had a baby like two days ago and like, she's got pictures of like her with like a mask on and there's no one in the room except for the doctor and the nurse, like her husband couldn't be there or anything like that. Like, which like, that's, man, that's crazy. She's like basically having, I, I bet you there's going to be an influx of home births because people are going to like not go to the hospital to go like over or they won't be able to take them or some shit like that. Dude, and like, maybe they're supposed to be held by like a bunch of different people. Right. Yeah. It's supposed to be them like getting acclimated to fucking people and interacting. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, all the like far down the line consequences of this that we haven't even thought of or like, dude, wild. That's yeah. I see like I tweeted about it the other day and I was like, I'm not like I'm a little sad about like the world as we knew it, like not existing and maybe never existing the way it did. Like that doesn't stress me out as much as not knowing what the future world is. Like that's more stressful to me of like are we is this gonna be a yearly thing that we have to keep doing? Is this going to be our new normal where like, yeah, once a year we have to just kind of shut down for a couple of months because we can't get rid of this goddamn virus? Uh is it gonna be, you know, like how is you know, what what businesses will continue to exist and not even individual ones, but like entire industries and like, you know, pe- yeah, like uh people giving birth and so like all that shit like and like what is this gonna do to kids like how the fuck are people gonna like take the train around new york you know yeah exactly yeah like how do you like here in new orleans like it's you know yeah you can you can maneuver here and most people have cars here but like in places like new york like what are you gonna how do you get to anywhere yeah it's completely insane yeah I mean, I guess I don't know. is there a Simpson season happening right now? Um, yes, I think thirty one might be. I think they're on hiatus right now. Uh, they usually like around the winter. I think they should be probably coming back. Let me see, Simpsons season thirty one is what they would be on. Uh, yes. Uh, Actually, just had a new episode air on the twenty second for season thirty one. I wonder if they're going to try coronavirus thing. I know. I'm wondering because, like, they're one of the few shows that can keep putting out new episodes. So South Park can like notoriously turn out. Yeah, they always do stuff within like a week of it happening. Crazy how they do that. Uh, But I don't know, like, what capabilities the Simpsons have to do that. But I feel like if you can produce something about it right now, a lot more people would see it. So I wonder if they will. Yeah. Cause I mean, I imagine like a bunch of other shows are going to be on, you know, hiatus. If they don't already have episodes filmed, like you're not going to see, you know, new episodes of modern family, unless they have like half a season in the can or something like that. Like that's just not going to happen. Yeah, dude, it'll be like, uh, 
the <laughs> that episode uh, where they're shooting like it's a uh, which radioactive man's sidekick? Fallout Boy. The like Fallout Boy episode. Yeah. When like Millhouse goes on the lamb and mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. it's the like movie and they keep just cutting to totally different. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it's gonna be. We're just gonna <laughs> splice together episodes. Man, <laughs> actually, that'd be kind of fun. I would like, you know, they should like suspend uh, copyright law right now and just let people chop up old episodes of TV shows and movies and make new ones out of that. You that know, would that be, would be a lot better than them suspending environmental protection laws, which is what they did. D- dude, that is insane. Absolutely insane. Disaster capitalism is exactly what you think it's going to be, and it is very fucking hard to stop. Like, everything that you are, like, could even be like, oh, man, it'd be horrible if they did that, uh, is exactly what they are doing right now. Yep, they have a fucking playbook for it. Every time mm-hmm. anything's wrong, they just seize the opportunity to fucking you know, do germ warfare in Mr. Yeah. Burns' goddamn fucking... <laughs> Dude, yeah, man, it's... Or, you know, you're, like, you know, uh, fucking Mayor Landrew trying, you know, capitalizing off of uh, Katrina to gentrify New Orleans and bring in all these fucking, you know, cupcake shops and tech businesses down here to fucking capitalize off of that shit yep no yeah man like everyone should learn from new Orleans. <laughs> yeah dude i mean we are quite often the guinea pig for this shit and unfortunately we are one of the guinea pigs for this very particular thing yeah man it's uh it's so funny how like <laughs> new orleans people have to reluctantly defend Latoya Cantrell. Dude, I know. I love that like I had like I tweeted this yesterday. I was like, I feel like I was like New Orleans Twitter the last few days has just been each of us individually standing up being like, I am Mardi Gras. No, I am Mardi Gras. I am Mardi like fucking Spartacus. Like because it's like, yeah man, it's like no one was worried about shit in the middle of February. Like no one was like shutting stuff down. Basketball games were still happening. Concerts were still happening. Like, all of this stuff was still happening in the middle of February when Mardi Gras was happening. Like, no one by February 25th, the final day of Carnival, was anyone shutting anything down or even talking. There were only, like, 15 cases in in the country, and most of them were all uh, travel-related. So, like, no one had any... Two weeks ago, the Democratic Party was urging people to go die at the polls for fucking Joe Biden. Yeah, they're telling people in Florida and Illinois to go stand in line and vote for hours around people. And But like, oh yeah, sure, what we did exactly a month ago is the problem. Like, And the beaches in Florida, like we were just talking about, still open, you know, like. Has anyone said party gras yet? Was it quarty Has anyone done that? I assume someone did that, but that's I mean you I mean you should search Twitter for it and do it if not. We're all just eating all the drugs in our houses and only surviving <laughs> off red beans, but it's not for any cultural reason. It's because that's all we fucking have. That's what we have. <laughs> <laughs> Some old can of like cream of broccoli soup that's been in the back of the pantry for a couple of years since like the last hurricane. 
I will say this one thing. We had a lot of canned goods uh, from just being hurricane preppers. So there's that. Yeah. No, that's real. Man, this better be done before hurricane season. Dude. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine it's going to be done, done, but they better. Have I feel like, like, I've been looking at this stuff and like, uh, there's a guy, uh, Jeff Asher, I think his name on Twitter, who's like, uh, kind of like a unofficial or he might be official statistician for the city. And like, he's been tracking all these numbers and the last couple of days, the curve for Orleans Parish has been starting to flatten a little bit. Uh, like we've only had, we, uh, between yesterday and today, we only had like a 10% increase in cases, uh, which is, not bad. Not bad. I mean, granted, we have so many that it's a large number, but like it's looking maybe, hopefully, that we will actually see these effects like in the coming week that it's actually paying off. And then maybe, but dude, yeah, I know hurricane season. I mean, it's already hard enough to get supplies right now. And we have water and electricity running in our houses right now. Like a fucking hurricane, like that is just. Because how do you, I mean, where do you evacuate to? Yeah, you how can't. people even evacuate? Like, yeah, yeah. Florida's closing their borders. Texas is closing their borders to people from New Orleans. Like, where, I mean, and even still, even if that was not a thing, where do you fucking go? Like, because you can't, all the hotels and shit, like, you can't, I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. It'll just be, fuck. And that's, let's see, June 1st. So we are... Two months, basically. From the beginning. Yeah. Of- yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah, still, man. <laughs> cool country, man. <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, you got anything more you want to discuss about either of these two episodes? Uh, no, I, think, I think we did them justice, man. Yeah. What do you, if you had to, like, like, letter grade like in school uh grade the new episode what would you give it like an a through f situation oh dude f it's completely <laughs> yeah man i like because a lot i i try to open mind watch these new episodes and be like there's gonna be some funny parts and you you and i each had one out loud laugh and then i had a couple like through the nose snorts on a few things but Overall, and the plot just didn't really interest me a whole bunch. I don't know. Just not didn't only, have anything. Not only was it not funny, there was no fucking point to it. Yeah, but, no point, no heart. Like, it wasn't even like a, oh, Barton and Lisa, look at them as brother and sister. They're getting along. Like, there was a little bit of that at the end, but it didn't have that, like, gut-wrenching reaction, like, at the end of Mother Simpson when Homer's looking up at the stars. Like, that is a real fucking emotional reaction. Like Bart and Lisa getting Gatorade dumped on them. Like who gives a fuck? Like that's not, no, I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, it was, it's, it's like when you see particularly even worse than normal, bad, bad improv and like someone goes (laughs) out there and their premise is like, I don't like fun. And then the other being like, well, fuck you. And like, that's yeah. like, like yeah. that's, it's just a no and <laughs> like the, the, the premise was what if someone didn't like fun? 
Yeah. They didn't do anything fun to fuck with it. And the, yeah, they didn't do a thing where like Lisa eventually was like, you know what, baseball really, like there was that glimmering moment when Bart was trying to steal home, which was like, oh, this is exciting. But there wasn't like an overall, like, I appreciate this. I get why this is fun for some people. I get it. Like there wasn't, I don't think they really like did that, which I think that could have been fun. Like her being like, you know what? Like, I'm not saying you have to like sports because not everybody likes sports, but like, I don't know she's going to manage the team and coach the team and then be like, Nope, still gotta be fucking numbers. I don't know. It just Bart didn't even, like Bart realizes where she's coming from. Right. Yeah. There wasn't even that, like that didn't happen at all. No. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, I guess one more thing too is like the, the score was terrible. Yeah. You pointed that out. It was not good. And they, kind of used it instead of dialogue sometimes and not in like a cool interesting artsy way yeah not at all and like it's clear that it's not danny elfman but they're still kind of going for like his style but they were Mm -hmm. doing this like really bland predictable way that like like you know like a a tom hanks movie would be (laughs) right it's like this sucks man like i'm not gonna fall for these like swelling orchestral things in a fucking simpsons episode damn listen so i had the wikipedia pulled up still up on this article uh on this episode uh when it originally aired 6.74 million viewers which is pretty fucking low for the simpsons they had a 3.0 out of eight uh rating Damn, that sucks. Yeah, yeah. But it did beat The Cleveland Show and American Dad, but though that doesn't, I feel like that doesn't take a lot of effort. Yeah, I mean, this was like really the beginning of the end of American monoculture whenever this aired. What was it, like 2011? 2010, yeah. It was November 2010, so yeah, ostensibly 2011. Yeah, at that point... That is really when, like, there's no longer such a thing as, like, a monoculture in me. Mm -hmm. So, like, if The Simpsons hadn't already been dead at that point, that really should have been a fucking Yeah. And this is, so season 20 is when they went to, like, the HD format, the 16 by 9, but also, like, the art style is so different, which, like, kind of pulls away, like, I don't know. There's something about, it's kind of the same thing with like South Park, like in the early seasons of South Park when they were like actually doing like stop motion construction paper animation or whatever versus like their computer animation. Like there's, I don't know, there's like a different vibe about it. And it's like, I think, I think the episode of my podcast where Polk was on, we talked about how like just even the color of the Simpsons is different. Like now they're like this super vibrant yellow, like almost like, pure yellow whereas like in the uh early episodes it's like it's clearly like pen on like you know the cells and stuff like that like it's real ink it's like i don't know it has you can almost kind of feel the personality of the animators behind it whereas now like it's so like well we're just going to grab this uh you know homer.jpg or whatever the fuck and put them in this scene you know i don't know it has that cookie cutter feel to it now which i think like if you're gonna disrupt the visuals, then the writing has to be so much better, and they just don't have that. I think. 
Right. Yeah, the whole animation style was weird. I like I noticed that there's a like a sword fight scene with Lisa and Lisa and Maggie, yeah. And it's weird to have Maggie be like that engaged with another character that doesn't really make sense for her as a baby. She's supposed to just yeah. be off in her Yeah, own. there's like minor portion like sometimes that would happen in the early ones like obviously who shot Mr. Burns, but like yeah, there's it's never like that involved. Yeah, and even in Who Shot Mr. Burns, it's like she's angry, so she does something bad. It's not right. like she's like responding in real time to something else that a character is doing in a way that like an adult would. Which yeah. is in this fight with Lisa. And also like the fight is very like it looked like a like a marvel movie fight mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it wasn't as like big and explosive or anything but like there was like these like very fluid movements to like how they were like fighting each other and it's like that's not the simpsons the simpsons is like a random fucking like you know pie in the face like it's slap yeah yeah, yeah. Like, like ridiculous shit yeah i mean it's like it almost felt like a shorter version of that family guy, like when uh, Peter like wrestles the guy, the giant chicken or whatever, like that whole thing. Like it was almost like a very short, brief version of that, of like, yeah, let's have an epic scene. And it's like, it, you don't need it. I mean, I guess, I mean, this episode needed more, but like that just didn't, I don't know, didn't really super do it for me. Like it's happened in the past where Bart and Lisa like use Maggie as like, their I guess sounding board in a way but like and that's been fun because sometimes they do give Maggie like these kind of like adult reactions like she'll roll her eyes and suck her pacifier when like you know Homer does something stupid or whatever but this was I don't know it just was like okay we get it yeah so I guess I didn't really have anything more to say other than more reasons why the new shit sucks (laughs) yeah dude I, I would say out of all the ones I've watched for this podcast, it's about 75% are not good. And about 25% were like, yeah, that was fine. You know, like maybe if I was like telling somebody to watch one episode from every season, like, yeah, maybe if you're going to watch season 25, this is the one to watch. But like, it's still not, I don't know. The newer, the brand new, uh, season 30 had some good ones in it that like I genuinely had fun watching not in the same way that I did the older episodes, but it was still like, this is entertaining, but it just still is not exactly what it was. Yeah. I mean, it's weird. It's gotta be like, I don't know who's writing on it anymore. But yeah. At this point, everyone who's in the writer's room must've grown up with it. Grown up with it. Like- yeah. And that was a thing like Dave and I talked about in the previous episode. Like there are people like Megan Amram and like people like that, that are like, you know, funny people in our generation that are like getting tapped to write like one episode of the Simpsons and like those are fun uh but like I don't know who is on this like the regular writing staff over there anymore mm-hmm. yeah plus now it's fucking it's Disney so yeah exactly yeah be- I mean they were they were really impressive at like shitting on Fox all these years because that was like a thing in their contract was basically like look we're making you a fuckload of money. Uh, but if you want us to stay on your network, you have to let us continue to shit on you. And so like, like it's in the, supposedly according to lore, 
uh, that Fox like has it in their contract that they can still like make fun of Fox in the episodes because they're such a fucking huge cash cow. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, does Disney give a fuck about that? Disney owns literally everything. So like, I don't know how, how much longer they'd be able to do that. Hopefully they're able to still do the like fucking around making fun of Fox and stuff like that. But that's going to suck when Disney buys zoom and we can't swear on podcasts. (laughs) Man, we're going to have to, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what would be after zoom. Zoom is definitely better than WebEx. WebEx has been a nightmare the little bit I've used it recently. All right. You got anything uh, Anything you want to plug uh, besides your own ass? Uh, yeah, well, that's uh, already taken care of. <laughs> <laughs> also, I, I, need, I feel like before you say anything and we end this, um, I went, uh, Benjamin was eating a sandwich too. He's like, hey, give me a couple of minutes and I'll just join in the Zoom. And I went outside to have a cigarette and a beer. And uh, when I walked back in, it is Benjamin's entire ass and taint uh, on his camera. And uh, he'd been holding it there for a good three to five minutes, waiting for me to just walk into the, <laughs> walk into the room and see it on the camera. So thanks. Yeah, you're welcome, man. <laughs> kind of be there for each other, you know. Like, yeah, the- man. Times are tough. Yeah, so uh, you know, plug your plug your own ass. Uh, mm-hmm. No pods, no casters. Uh, yeah, it's a very good podcast. You should check it out. Yeah. Um, and uh, what's yeah. your Twitter handle? Uh, at Benjamin Hoff as with two Z's. There we go. I'll put it in the show notes uh, so you guys can follow Benjamin. It's also your Instagram as well, right? Now that one's Babe Jimin Hoff. <laughs> <laughs> wow, way to keep a consistent brand. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's I'm pretty and I have an ass. That's yeah. Like, yeah, that's how I'll get through this. Yeah, if you follow him on Instagram, you will probably see his ass at some point. Yeah, Twitter too. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Well, yeah. So uh, unless you got anything else to add, uh, probably about time to wrap it up. No, man. It was good shit. Yeah, this was fun. It was good to see your goddamn face, man. And also your ass uh, as well. Do you want to see my dick? Uh, No, I'm good. You know, it's only we're only two and a half weeks into this. Uh, We'll we'll do this again sometime. Yeah. All right, bud. Thanks for doing this. It was good to see you. Thank you. Uh, also, thank you guys for listening. Check out at Blurs underscore of times on Twitter. Uh, and uh, thank you to Dankmas uh, for the theme music. Uh, Benjamin, good to see you, buddy. Thanks for Wouldn't even hear me.